Bruchim Aboim Bishem Hashem Berachnuchem Reis Hashem. Welcome to the weekly Wednesday night shear. It's froze already. Second, pausing the shear for a moment while the people get on Skype. I can figure out what happened to my video. Sorry for the pause. Little technical difficulties here. Not quite sure what's going on. Welcome to our weekly Wednesday night cheer, which unfortunately, for the last few weeks, has not aired due to the situation that the world has been going through. Needless to say, well, Baruch Hashem, I'm way better than I was. <coughs> we'll try to get at least the majority of the hour. So the question becomes tonight, do we dedicate this year Lilu Nishmas in the memory of or in the merit of unfortunately the pandemic that's taking the world by storm has caused horrific horrific havoc Many homes <coughs> suffered many losses, losses of life, Rahman al-Islam. Many have suffered loss of sustenance, of parnasa, people that got very ill and not able to work. May they have a speedy recovery, Rufur Shalema. Some that look to make weddings during this time, some that look to make simchas, happy occasions, unfortunately were deprived due to the social distancing, many other issues that come about. But the world at large is a turmoil. Quarantine, people sitting at home, 
what approach do we take? Again, reiterating the question, do we dedicate this year in memory of, or do we dedicate this year in honor of? The unfortunate circumstance is that the Yetzirah is a very powerful force. The evil inclination surfaces from the most hidden, unforeseen places. This Yetzahara comes out and tells the person. This Yetzahara comes out and tells the people. Oi, they. Oi, we need to be sad. We need to be morbid. Look at this one past, and this one past, and this one past, and how you knew this one personally, and that one personally, and how many things hit at home. Then the Yitzhara says, When? When is this all going to end? When will we climb out of this? When will we see a light again? People that, on rare occasions, daven with a minion during the week, are plotting to get to a minion again. They're plotting... To be able to go to a shir, to hear Kriyas Hatayra, and Achman Alatzlan, those that need to say Kaddish, are plotting to be able to say Kaddish again. So you have those that are sitting at home, the vast majority for that matter, thinking, woe is me, woe is us, when... When will this ever end? When will we be able to come out again to go out to service, to work, to go out to daven, to learn, to mingle, to socialize, to a wedding, to a bar mitzvah? When? And we sit and we think about this and we dwell. And obviously, this causes havoc with the mind, causes havoc with the emotions. Causes people to get depressed, people to fall into a depression. People not knowing what to do. People that never took a book in their hands don't know how to open a book. But then, then all of a sudden, modern technology comes up with a zillion and five resources. With Zoom, classes, schools that continue their 
students learning, they're studying via Zoom. Who ever heard of it? But it's a beautiful thing, obviously, if you deal with it right. And all the classes can join together with their teacher, and the teacher can give a lecture. There are lectures all over the place. There are lectures online wherever you turn. Lectures and classes and the singers are giving concerts and there are performers doing shows and puppet shows and things for children to keep them occupied. Yes, if you take advantage of each and everything, and if you see to it that fall into place with all the wonderful programs, we see wonders. And we see a reason to get up in the morning. I'll bait them not davening with a minion. And I don't have a minion waiting for me that fellow, that Chiv, that needs the minion at 6.20, at 6.30, 6.45, at 7, whatever it is. It was a drive. It got me up in the morning because I said, I need to help this fellow out. I'm not doing that now. As a matter of fact, I don't have to get up at 4 or 5, 6 or 7 for that matter. Where am I running? I have nowhere to go. But you have plenty to do. Instead of one basking in their own misery, instead of one sitting and saying, Oi! When is this going to end? Instead of one saying, Oi! This Magaifa! This pandemic has killed off so many people. Let us take a moment. And imagine, we're very good at that. And let us imagine that this pandemic is not happening. But unfortunately, all those people that passed away now, it was their time. Needless to say, it would have been horrific. It would have been a living nightmare to be constantly going to funerals, constantly one after the other. People of all ages, of all circles. People that are so well known. People that we would want to dedicate in their memory this year. But yet, but yet there are so, so many people lying in hospitals or at home, whether they're on respirators, ventilators, (coughs) just plain oxygen. And our Baruch Hashem starting to show improvement. Our Baruch Hashem starting to show life. They're starting to wean off the machinery and starting to come home.
how much more pleasant, thank you, is the focus on those miracles. Those miracles that are taking place on a constant basis. Stop reading the obituaries. Start reading about the miracles. Start looking for not the light, the glimmer at the end of a tunnel, but the great shining star. Start preparing ourselves for Mashiach's revelation. Something of this magnitude is can, can only be a prelude to Mashiach. To the redemption that will redeem us from all pains, that will redeem us from all maladies. This is what we need to focus on. This is how we need to take our lives, our lifestyles, and say, Wow! I woke up today, Baruch Hashem, only a short time ago, a week, two, three ago, Either I or somebody I know was suffering from this pandemic, was coughing beyond, not able to breathe, not able to talk, not able to taste, not able to smell. And look, look today, Baruch Hashem. Look today, HaKadosh Baruch Hu has graced us with his wonderful miracles. Some through medicine, some through bed rest. Some through homemade remedies. But don't fool yourself, my children. Don't fool yourself, my friends. They were all done through miracles. Everyone that's walking and talking today is a living miracle. Everyone went through a miracle. You don't know when, where, how you were exposed to this. You don't know who coughed while you were in a room and it landed on a handle of something and you touched it. You don't know who was in a grocery store and a food store and had sneezed or coughed near any of the food items that you purchased and consumed. You don't know who pumped gas before you did and you touched the pump without a glove. And therefore, or through this you could have been exposed to this. And yet, 
you had a little bit of an itchy throat, a little bit of loss of smell, a little loss of taste, a cough here and there, and Baruch Hashem, you are walking and talking. How many of us allowed ourselves the luxury of not doing the social distancing and rather going out and going about our daily lives, not taking into consideration what we could have possibly be causing? All I did was go daven. All I did was do what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants. How could that be wrong? How could that be bad? We don't know. We really, really don't know. Before World War II, it was Yeshiva. One of the Bakrim turned out to be very venerable rabbi had his shall we say dormitory or his place of sleeping located two hours walk from the yeshiva in the yeshiva itself there were a select amount of beds they were coveted and obviously you needed to be someone of stature, someone that learned very well that the yeshiva didn't want to waste two hours, an hour to walk to the yeshiva. And then again it was also in turn. Somebody got married, somebody left the yeshiva, somebody else got to bed. This fellow walked for two hours every day to yeshiva. Obviously, this is very hard. It didn't matter the weather or anything else. It was a two-hour walk. And he tells, he said, he repeats the story as such. He had finally gotten the slot of one of the beds in the yeshiva. Imagine the excitement. Not having to walk these two hours again. But another bacher came over to him. And said to him, congratulations. I understand that you're getting the next bed in yeshiva. He says, Yes. I understand you're not going to have to walk anymore like the rest of us the two hours, right? Uh, yeah. Now the boy didn't exactly express it or say it outright, but he got the vibration and understood from the way the fellow was talking to him this fellow wanted that coveted bed. Even though it was not his turn. 
And he says, as hard as it was, I was mevater. I said, okay. <coughs> I said, you want the bed? He said, yes. I said, all right, you can have the bed. short while later, World War II broke out. And this yeshiva was sieged by the Nazis. And the Nazis came in and they decided to have fun. They took the boys up to the second floor and one at a time they shot them and threw them out the window. And one after the other, they were killed. And it came, this boy <coughs> was placed in front of the window. And he turned and he said, Not in the schus of my learning, not in the merit of my learning, not in the merit of my davening. Just in the merit of the fact that I was mevated, I gave away that bed I had no reason to. There was no reason or rhyme. But I know that this fellow was hurting and this fellow wanted the bed so badly. So I gave up that bed. In that spare me. And he stood there with pleading eyes in front of the German soldier who had raised the rifle to his head. And suddenly, as he pleaded for his life, the German soldier moved a slight to the left or to the right and shot, missing him, and pushed him out the window. He fell to the ground and everybody figured he was dead. They didn't look twice. He picked himself up and he ran off. And he was spared, he was saved from the war. Because he was mevater. He didn't say, oh no. I need that bed. He didn't say, oh no. I'm getting up another morning. The two hour walk. He didn't say, oh no, what is this going to become? What will become of us? How can we possibly survive this pandemic? He said, I'm totally in your hands. And therefore, I accept whatever has to happen and gave up the bed. And so too we need to learn how to apply <coughs> our every essence to devotion, dedication to God, preparing ourselves for Passover, for Pesach, whether we need to sell the chametz. 
we clean as much as we can whatever matzahs we can possibly procure to try since we have a lot of empty time on our hands to either read up find the English Haggadah Hebrew Haggadah whatever it might be or listen to online Shirim on the Haggadah so that when you come to Seder night, hopefully, Mir Hashem will be in Yerushalayim, Mir Hakodesh with Mashiach Tzidkenu, with our family around us. We'll be able to talk and tell the Vreitera, Kol Oisei Alayla, the entire night, because we will be prepared, because we deal with a we gone with a positive attitude to the preparations of Pesach. This week's Pasha is Pasha's Tzav. This Shabbos is called Shabbos HaGodl. Tzav is a Loshan Tzav Sevechibur. Attaching ourselves, connecting. One of the mitzvahs, the Mishnah, the, the Pasik tells us, the Tera tells us, Eish Tomid Tukadalam is Beach Le A constant fire shall burn on the altar, it shall not be extinguished. This is the outer Mizbeach, the outer altar. A constant flame needed to be maintained on this altar. It was in the temple courtyard. Zagimara Yerushalmi. Keeping score at home, it's Yuma for Halacha 6. The Teda's emphasis on the fact that this teda, that this fire, this flame needs to be constant, informs us that even if the Kahanim responsible for the fire were chas in a state of ritual impurity, which normally would disqualify them from doing any kind of service in the temple, they're still obligated to maintain the fire on the altar. The mitzvah to maintain this constant fire applies to the spiritual mishkan, the spiritual tabernacle, the asuli migdash v'shachanti b'soycham, the one that's created within ourselves. The altar, the Mizbeach, represents the heart. The fire symbolizes the passion, excitement that a Jew needs to feel toward everything godly. Just as the Kahanim must maintain the fire on the altar, even if they are impure 
spiritually, we must never allow that godly fire burning in our souls to die. No matter how distant we feel from purity, no matter how distant we feel from holiness, because we are at home and we cannot daven with a minion, we cannot answer Amen Amen Yehishmei we cannot answer Baruch Kedusha. We feel so void. We feel so empty. We feel spiritually, ritually impure. Regardless of that, we must never allow that godly fire burning in our souls to die. And by keeping this fire alive, we purge ourselves from the impurity. The holy Mazich Magad explained, Eish tomit tukadala mezbeach, when the fire on the altar is constant, loy, the concept of loy of negativity shall be extinguished. Sikhbe. And that is how we need to apply ourselves today to our present situation. How we need to apply the idea of the constant flame burning within us. And this constant flame needs to live on whether we are sitting at home, whether we are able to go back to shul. And yet, Hashem, when we'll be sitting on Harabayas, Nechem, and Azvachem, and Absachem, we'll all feel that flame within us. Turn a little bit of focus, Shabbos Hagodel. I don't know how much longer I'll be able to go. In the beginning of Hilchas Pesach, Dal Rebbe brings down the custom. He says, "A minig shenikve b'deres achrenim is a minig, a custom." Established in the later generations. Shachachum Deidish Hilchas Pesach Shabashilafanov. Chachum Darshans. One second, please. Hello. Hello. Chachum Darshans. The halachas of Pesach on the Shabbos before Pesach. This custom, this meaning of the drasha that the Rav Dashins on Shabbos Agotel is Shabbos Zu Hayu Miskaptim Kolaam Mikolak Forim Lishmeya Hilchas Aregel. The nation, the Jews gathered from all the different townlets to come hear the laws of the Yom Tif. This is what the Alter Rebbe brings 
in the Shulchan Aruch. Let us understand what exactly does this speech entail? The Alter Rebbe says, he continues, V'ho'ikor lidraish u'lohirais lohem darche Hashem to darshan and to guide them in the ways of God. Lamed lohem ma'maisa she'yasim Lamed lohem ma'maisa she'yasim and teach them what has to happen. We need to clarify this. Hamaisa ashe yasun. The maisa that they will do. What is that talking about? Hilchasachag. The halachas pertinent to the yomtiv. What's so important? Lahiris lahem, Hashem. How does that connect? with showing them, and teaching them the ways of God. But the Alter Rebbe enumerates the word Darche Hashem. The ways. Derech. A path, generally, is a way that <coughs> a person achieves a certain goal. The path itself is not the goal. But without the path, you can't get to the goal. In light of this, we therefore understand Darke Hashem, the ways of God. It's not necessarily the Tate in the midst of itself. They're already a concept that we need to apply ourselves to regardless. But rather the things that bring the person to properly be Mekayim the Mitzvah and the Tate. The ways that bring the person to kiyam atayda mitzvahs are ahava and yira, love and fear of God, which ultimately gives life. Joy, pleasure of completing mitzvahs, the Tater Mitzvahs themselves, Hamasa Shiasun. This is something that all creation needs to apply itself to. But to do it correctly, to do it properly, to do it fully, it needs to be done through love of God and fear of God. A person can ask, what's so dire? What's so important of Ava and Yira, the love and the fear? 
we know mitzvah without kavana, mitzvah b'le kavana, kiguf b'le neshama. A mitzvah without proper intentions, like a body without a neshama. The body is here. The Maisa Mitzvah is being done. That's the main thing. But the, where therefore does the Rav manage to enlighten, to teach Halacha Maisius and to guarantee that the people listening to him will know the halachas and keep them with all their different factions, with every different point. This is what Chassidus tells us. Several answers. Firstly, when a Jew is Mekayim Mitzvah only just to fulfill what I got to do, he's just getting the basics done. With no special way of doing it, no Hidurim, HaKadosh Baruch wants even the Hidur Mitzvah This division, this separation involved in schar and einish, punishment and reward. How much you apply yourself to doing a mitzvah, and therefore, personally, to the kind of mitzvahs through ava and yira. Because when they do it through Av and Yir, love and fear, they try to do it Behidur. And more so. By the Nefesh Adam, there's no empty space here. If the Hislavas and the Enig of the person are not to be able to do completely the mitzvahs, And we turn to other sources. And in the end, Chas Shalom even have a, even a, a not pleasant effect, unpleasant effect on the mitzvah itself. It's possible that in the beginning one can conquer the tivus of his heart. But later, These doubts find loopholes, even for things that are prohibited, and thereby, ultimately, God forbid, sinning with no reason or rhyme. So when the Rav is Danish on Shabbos HaGadol, when the Rav speaks... <laughs> 
The Rav speaks on Shabbos HaGadol and awakens the call to be Mekayim Mitzvah Sayyam It's not just teaching the Halachas themselves. He needs to kindle within the people the need for Ava and Yira, love and fear of God. For these are Darche Hashem, these are the ways of God. The ways that bring Shlemus and Maisemitzis. The complete way of Maisemitzis. When people soak up this spirit, this is Slavist, this flame. This joy of key, of doing mitzvahs, they will do, they will fulfill Hilchas HaRegel, Bishleimus and Behidur. And the mitzvahs will be engraved in the hearts of the people and will cause their pu'ula to be done properly. Next week is Pesach. This won't be a shear. We'll be sitting by the Seder. Erev Pesach. We need to remember to see this manim, the times when, till when we may eat locally. Each person, each place different. And then until when we need to burn. How burning is going to take place, each area will have its, obviously its own restrictions and ways. Very important is to make an aid of Tavshilin. In order to cook on Friday for Shabbos, since Yom Tov is Thursday and Friday, in order to cook on Yom Tov Friday, the Shabbos food, and we don't want to miss Shabbos, Pesach Cholent, I mean, come on. One needs to make an Erev Tavshilin. This is obviously be made with matzah and with something else edible, cooked, piece of fish or egg. And we need to, social distancing is going to be difficult. So we need to do with an outsider to make this Erev so that we can cook. And it's also relevant for the lighting of the Shabbos candles. In order for your wife to be able to light the Shabbos candle on Friday, one needs to have the aid of Tavshilin done. The Seder, obviously, is prepared. Salt water, kareses, Beforehand, Wednesday night the candles are lit for the Seder, Thursday night the candles for the Seder, and Friday evening before the Zman we need to light the candles for Shabbos. Havdal, of course, is made on Matzai Shabbos. We do not use Bissamim. It's not Hamavdal ben Kodesh the Kodesh. It's been Kedesh the Chil as we go into Chil Amoid. And I will have to finish off here with the brachas of Chag Kosh of Sameach.
Kaddish Baruch Hu should solve our dilemma whether we should dedicate in memory of or in honor of and the Nevius, the prophecy of a Kitsuvaranu Sheikh Niyafar will be fulfilled and all those Nishamas that will return now and fill the coffers above satisfied now what needed to be above and therefore can once again return here and we will dance and sing and Neicho as we said before Min Azvachim Min Absachim On Harabayis Yerushalayim Yerakedish Shabbos and a Chag Kashav Sameach. If you've not sold your chametz yet, you can contact a local rabbi, email or text name and addresses, and the rabbi will write down on his list. Most rabbis are not meeting with people face to face. Shabbos and have a good yom tov.